Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, once again, in 2023, we're happy to present the Community Spotlight every Tuesday on our pregame coverage and also on A's Cast. And our first participant in 2023, Joshua's Gift, and the CEO and founder of Joshua's Gift, Ms. Pop Brownie Brown Rich. And this, the month of April, is Autism Month. It's a chance to just learn more about autism, certainly get more information out there, help those that are maybe not around autism have a better understanding if you do come in contact with those that have kids or family members that are on the spectrum. And Ms. is the CEO. So Ms. let's start first with how this was placed in your lap because of your, your son who this foundation is named after and what that process was like for you and your husband as you began to learn about Joshua being on the spectrum. Yeah, so six years ago, we were inspired by our son Joshua to start a foundation named after him called Joshua's Gift. <clears throat> and it was really because of our very own journey that we committed ourselves to supporting individuals and families that are affected by autism. Um, the financial and emotional tolls are extremely high. And so we focused more on providing relief through funding and social experiences in the community. Um, and we did this because we knew that there's so many challenges with our kiddos trying to get them out into into the community and trying to get them acclimated into the community because they have a lot of sensory challenges, right? There's so much stimuli and it's easy for them to have meltdowns. And so as we continued to become active in the autism community, we thought, okay, some of the things that we were, some of the challenges that we were faced with when our son was younger and getting him out into the community, like going to sporting events, concerts, movie theaters, and what have you, we we knew that it, it would take us sometimes a couple of hours just to get him out the door, right? And one of the things that was really, um, you know, challenging for us too was knowing that we, we didn't know what to expect from his behaviors when we would, you know, taking him out. We didn't know when he might have a meltdown or when he, and would strangers understand that, right? And um, and so that was a major concern. And, but we pushed through it because we were determined to make sure that socially that he was developing as well as, you know, cognitively. And so we continue to just take him out every opportunity knowing knowing some of the challenges that we would face in public, right? And I'm when I say face in public, meaning criticisms, meaning scrutiny from people that didn't really understand. And I have been around and heard people say, you know, this that lady needs to get our kid under control, right? Because they didn't really understand that um, he was not really misbehaving. This was his way of dealing with the the sensory overload and not really knowing and understanding how to regulate himself at the time. And so we, you know, his innocence does not allow him 
at times to really understand um, the judgment from from people in public that are not familiar with the behaviors of autism. And so, um, and he has a severe case of autism, um, which means that he's more dependent on us. There's not a whole lot that he can do independently. And so as we continued to, you know, get really stay involved in the autism community, one of the things that we um, we discovered was it was really really challenging for him to go to sporting events, and uh, and so I'm a huge sports fan. So it was my husband, and one evening we were invited to go to a sporting event, and uh, we couldn't take him because we knew that it would be too much for him. And so as I was as we were leaving the house, and I turned back to look. Um, to look for him, his face was up against his window in his bedroom and he had the saddest look and I just broke down crying because I didn't want to leave him, but I knew that we were going to represent him because it was Autism Awareness Month as well. And they were acknowledging um, a, a video actually that we had put together, a PSA that we had put together was um, also going to be shown at the event. And so it was then that I, that my husband and I made up our minds. We were determined to see if we could work with local venues to um, have a place, even if it's a quiet space, for our kiddos to be able to go, still be able to come out to the ballpark or to come out to a stadium or to go to a movie theater or a restaurant and, uh, and navigate their way through the crowd. But also have a sensory space where they can go that is really more conducive to their needs, right? And that's what the A's did for us. Um, <clears throat> the A's was so open to and embraced the idea of us having a sensory suite, right, at the ballpark. And that's when we started bringing families in to the suite. And I can tell you, the families absolutely love it. Um, it gives them a uh, a sense of acceptance, right, and inclusion, where they get to go out to watch an, an A's game, and they get to watch it in a quiet suite, but it's still prime real estate, and they get to really enjoy the game with um, within the sensory space where the lights are a little dimmer, where the volume is turned down a little more to accommodate their needs. and. Uh, um, and I am so grateful, so grateful to the Oakland A's, my husband and I, for um, for what they're doing to accommodate our community. We're in the community spotlight, and uh, the foundation Joshua's gift began in 2017. Ms. Brown-Rich, the CEO, founder of Joshua's Gift, is our guest. A couple of things I want to touch on. First of all, you mentioned the sensory space. Mm -hmm. at the Coliseum. That's uh, plaza level number 71 is where it's at. It's been there for a few years. Yes. And I think the A's are very proud of the fact that that is a part of, of the experience for those that get a chance to, to come out that have family members that are on the spectrum. But a couple words that you that you discussed as you were leading us into this conversation, understanding, meaning understanding for, from, for people like me that, that don't have anybody in my family on the spectrum and what I can learn, what I can do better, what I can understand if I'm in those situations and be respectful of those that are dealing with that. And the other thing was fostering friendship and inclusion for those that are on the spectrum that you can find that community for them as well. Can you first take me through 
from my perspective, what you've begun to teach uh, folks in the community about understanding, and then also the challenges and the continuing building of uh, inclusion and friendships for those that are on the spectrum. Yes, absolutely. So first of all, for parents like us, <clears throat> Who, who are raising children on the autism spectrum, right? Um, or technically the, the developmentally disabled persons. It's, it's, sometimes it's exhausting because our lives are revolve around our kiddos 24 seven, right? And, um, <clears throat> and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's exhausting physically, emotionally, mentally at times. And so parents like me and my husband who um, when already navigate our children's um, exceptional needs, right, in the community, their, their behaviors at times are unpredictable. And so it's always a teaching moment when we are out in public and if someone is unfamiliar with the behaviors of autism, um, we have that opportunity to educate them, right, or to inform them or to explain, here is, here, my son is autistic. And here is some of the behaviors that you will see in public or you may see from him that um, <clears throat> ordinarily you may just stigmatize, right? Oh, he's just acting kind of weird or eccentric or he's misbehaving. Um, those are some of the adjectives that we hear often, right, from people in public that are unfamiliar. And so when we take our kids out, it, um, it does give us that opportunity to interact with the general public and that's why we want to continue to bridge that gap even more Vince you know um, to because there are so many people in public that are really so kind and so open to learning about our our community and want to help right and that's you know also what this forum is all about it is really an opportunity to always educate the general public. And uh, the forum is open to not just Cisco employees, but is also open to the general public and people coming in. And I can tell you, we've been doing it for the last few years, and this is the first time that we get to come back together in person. Um, and people that are not a part of the community, not familiar with autism, have walked away with a lot of information to process. And I have colleagues that were not familiar with autism that have that came up to me and said what can i do i had no idea what can i do on the panel we also have individuals that are actually on the autism spectrum that could in greater detail express what they go through on a daily basis i had a colleague that was on the last one that we did and she it was her coming out it was really her talking about her journey because she's an adult now but she even reflecting back from when she was was um, a child and what it was like growing up not having friends. Her sister and her siblings were her friends. But beyond that circle, she didn't have friends because kids always thought that she was awkward or she was strange and didn't know how to communicate with her or how to interact with her. And so I think it goes way back, even from like, there, there are times when before the pandemic, we were doing um, we were hosting rallies and going around to the middle schools, the high schools, and hosting rallies to educate kids um, in the neurotypical, you know, community or the general community on on um, the behaviors of autism, right? So because they see it on campus among their peers, 
but a lot of times the bullying is at a high rate, right? And and what we wanted to do was we wanted kids to understand, okay, when you see a classmate flapping his hands or spinning, it's called stemming. And that stemming behavior is is them trying to regulate themselves because everything is so overwhelming for them right now because of the massive amount of information and input that is coming in, right? That is overwhelming and they kind of go into information overload and they, and as a result, you see it in the behaviors. And once they became um, more familiar, you see a decline in bullying. You see kids stepping up you know, to protect <laughs> those that are being bullied. And and you find it also in the in the general public now. You more and more people, Vince, this is an epidemic. This is really an epidemic. It's one in fifty-four kids now being diagnosed with autism. And as a result, um, what that means is you find everyone that I talk to, they either know someone that knows someone that is on the spectrum, they have a relative on the spectrum, or they are from they are becoming more and more familiar with autism because it's so it, it it's um because it's so prevalent, right? Um, more boys than girls are being diagnosed. We're baffled by that. We have no idea why that is. But um, but yeah, through Joshua's gift, we really use our foundation to help these families, to change the mindset of families that are reluctant to even bring their kids out because of what they may encounter, right? Not just with their kids, but again, from the general public. And then, um, like I said, it allows it allows us to really bring the two communities closer together. So we not only, like you mentioned your friend that owns a restaurant, we will actually buy out a restaurant or a room in the restaurant, a quiet room in the restaurant, and take our families there so that they could still get the experience of going to a restaurant and eating out, you know, and also the general public gets to see, you know, some of the, some of the, the behaviors and gets to interact if they want to with our families. We do the same thing with rock and jump. Um, we used to, we would, we would um, buy out the space of rock and jump and, we would reserve like the the fourth Sunday of every month, and all the families get to 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 come in, and and the kids have an amazing time. That's also an opportunity for parents to network, you know, and to get together and share their stories and realize that they are really not alone. There's so many families out there like them. Ms. Bud, just first, let's remind folks the the Autism for Forum is on Thursday, April 20th. It's on the Cisco campus. Anybody is allowed to attend. And if you have family members that are on the spectrum, or even if you don't, but you want to learn more, that's the place to be. So that's Thursday, April 20th, the Autism Forum, uh, and that is going to be at Cisco. A couple things I want to get to with you. First of all, with the athletics and with Autism Awareness Month underway with the month of April, yes. and the athletics having infielder Aledmas Diaz on their club, his mm-hmm. son Nathan is on the spectrum, and he wears the two different colored batting gloves for the entire month trying to raise funds and raise awareness yeah. and attention. Yeah. What does that mean for you, your family? Josh was gift to have somebody that's certainly in the spotlight like Aledmas, and yet he has the same type of challenges as simply a parent with somebody in his family on the spectrum and what he's dealing with and know that he's willing to be 
outward about this. He's willing to be open about this, and he wants to help others learn and, and hopefully do better things, help those that are on the spectrum. It means the world to us. It really does to have someone of that status um, lend their voice, right, and their platform to our community. I can tell you, um, our families would love the opportunity to meet him. I could tell you that right now. <laughs> they would love the opportunity to meet him. Um, it just, it just really um, continues to help us raise awareness, but also um, help us to um, encourage others to accept you know, uh, our families um, living with autism, accept our kiddos that are on the spectrum, accept, respect, and include is our slogan, right? And uh, and it's, it's not much to ask, um, but it really does mean a lot when there is someone of that status that is so kind and so loving and so supportive of the community. It means the world to us. Where can folks listening to this conversation go to to get further information about Joshua's Gift? www.joshuasgift.org. Just go to our website. And in fact, when they go to our website, they will see all the information about the forum coming up. They will see all of the, um, who's involved, um, the panelists. They'll see all of the families that are gonna be on, um, be panelists at the forum as well. They'll see the times that it's gonna be starting. Um, and also too, they'll be able to, if they can't make it in person, they can also um, log in and they can watch it on our YouTube channel and all of that information is up on our website. So this is going to be broadcast globally as well, right? So anywhere from anyone, anyone from anywhere in the world will be able to tune in. And we are really looking forward to, um, yeah, to, 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 talking, to, to talking about autism and again, continuing to raise awareness and uh, to um, seek acceptance. Ms. but what really impresses me about what you and your group have been able to do, and again, Joshua's gift started in just 2017. So in the grand scheme of things, your foundation is relatively young, and yet you've yes. been able to create what's called Code Joshua training yes. for first responders. As, as we know, when there are emergency situations sometimes and a first responder is put in a situation, they may not be aware of what they're what they're about to enter, and if they have that information, it helps them uh, understand a little more and perhaps provide the right kind of uh, treatment or right kind of decision making in order to kind of help that particular situation. How did that come about? So that came about from my personal in, um, experience, Vince. Um, our son is 21 years old, and and he he still very much a child on the inside right but society sees him as this, this as the adult that he is 21 years old he is so innocent vince he is so innocent and um his innocence really does not allow him to see how much his skin color puts him at risk at times so he has a severe form of autism and and he just does not understand that on any given day sometimes an officer that does not understand his autism can look at him as a threat. So we, you know, as a family, we spend a lot of time thinking of ways to avoid potential problems in public that could lead to a devastating outcome for him. And so 
if he has his meltdowns in public, we don't know if people will really see his behavior for what it is, which is a crisis, right, in the making, or will they perceive him as a young African-American man, possibly on drugs, right? Um, and so so a few years ago, um, while we were out and it was a peaceful evening, we took him into his favorite restaurant and uh, he went into sensory overload and then he came, my husband took him out for a walk and because he was crying and they were sitting on the sidewalk, someone called the the police on him. And when the police arrived, it was, you know, it was, it, it was scary for us, right? Um, especially for my husband, you know, an African-American man with his young, with his son sitting on the sidewalk. And, um, and so it was then that we really decided, okay, we need to do something about this because it was uncomfortable. And I, it, that's what prompted us to, to launch um, this special needs training for law enforcement. And so we've been training law enforcement for a couple of years now, and I can tell you has made a, wealth of, is a world of difference. And um, we actually have few uh, police officers that are gonna be at the forum, and that is gonna be a part of the panel as well as we address this. And um, we've been really blessed to be working with some amazing police officers where we get to go in, and we get to show them firsthand the behaviors of, of um, some of the behaviors of autism. They get to interact in person with our kids and, uh, and to see so that they can become more familiarized and to recognize um, some of the behavioral indicators associated with autism and intellectual developmental disabilities. And so when we came with Code Joshua, Code Joshua was okay. It encompasses a, a quite a bit of training, not just for law enforcement, but, but for all the first responders, right? Firefighters, EMTs. We also want to train um, also uh, um, dispatch. I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Because that's where, Vince, that's where the call originates, right? And so if someone in the general public is not familiar with autism, when they make that 911 call to give a description of a person of color in their community, right? That could that could dictate what that outcome is going to be. And so that's why we felt it's important to also educate the general public. But with Code Joshua, um, families, and it's voluntary, they could voluntarily register and put their loved one's profiles into a database. And then um, dispatch gets to access that with that profile. And so when they get a 911 call that says, this is a code Joshua, you know right away that is a person on the autism spectrum. And then you go into that database and look at their profile and you're able to relay that immediately to the police officer who may be going to the scene to say, hey, this is a, a male, an African-American male in his 20s right now. He... Um, some of his behaviors are he may drop to the floor or he may reach for a shiny object like your badge or your gun. Um, please know that those are the behaviors that, that he may display. And right away, by having that information in advance, that, could, that definitely allows police officers to know how they should approach the situation. And also they get to see it when in the trainings and stuff too, and that that they see behaviors that they may not have been familiar with. Like my son, he would not understand um, a police officer reading him rights. He would be traumatized if a police officer 
decided to put him on the ground in handcuffs, he would be traumatized for the rest of his life because he would not understand why it's happening um, and what, what, what was the cause of them doing that to him. Well, Ms. Bob, I appreciate all this information. Again, for folks that are listening, joshuasgift.org is the place to go to learn more about autism. Those that are on the spectrum, how you can help, how you can be more understanding if you don't have anybody in your family that is on the spectrum. But most importantly, have a, a better appreciation and, and understanding for those that are dealing with this situation like yourself and your family on a, on a daily basis. The Autism Forum is on Thursday, April 20th. It's going to be at Cisco, but if you can't make it, as the website told you, and Ms. Ba also explained, uh, you can see it online, and it's going to be broadcast uh, worldwide, which is important to get more and more information out uh, here in the month of April, which is Autism Awareness Month. Ms. Ba Brown-Rich, the CEO of Joshua's Gift, our guest on uh, this week's Community Spotlight. Ms. Ba, thank you so much for this information. We wish you all the best, and uh, certainly hope that, uh, that there are good days ahead for you and your family. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.